Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And tonight we are joined by two women. Two? Yes, there's four women in the whole podcast tonight. (laughs) It's all starting so well. We have Sarah Waygood and Joe Granger. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Are you turning into Oprah Winfrey? (laughs) Joe Granger! That was good. I like that. Don't crush my dreams. Never, never. Never. Okay, so welcome. So Sarah Waygood, you're a physiotherapist. I am A indeed. mother of two. Yes. But we've, had, we've, we've had a fanny physio on the podcast before, but your fannies, is that not your speciality? Fannies is not my thang. Um, sputum is my thang. Oh, Ooh. sputum. I, yeah, I'm a chest physio um, and I um, specialise in uh, treating people with chronic lung disease. Oh. Hilarious. Yes. <laughs> going to be a wacky one, <laughs> listeners. It really is. Oh, well, and Joe, what do you do? Um, I am a science teacher in central London. What is your what's your like top tip for like managing frankly, let's let's say we're in a Lord of the Flies scenario, like I imagine most secondary schools are. What's your top <laughs> tip? Treat them like toddlers. Really? My oh. behaviour management's got way better since having a toddler. So put just them just Sarah them. and Duck on just the Treat them like with they're a, a big toddler and just say, now come on. Now come on! So you've you've developed a very nice patronising tone, Joe. Yeah, and, and they get so fed up of it, they just stop doing it. I feel a bit told off. Just yes. just sitting next to you, I like it. You're going like to it. behave tonight, Ellie. Well, yeah. <laughs> like a child, I do like rules. Yeah. I do like boundaries. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. Well, welcome, ladies. And look, the other reason we've got you on tonight because we've got Sarah's going to reveal something very exciting. <sighs> exciting? Yeah. That's patronising. No. Well, we'll talk about it later anyway, but. We've got you on because we want to talk about mums groups, which we haven't really touched on. So we thought we'd kick off with a bit of mums group chat. <laughs> Snappy. I like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I can't wait till I have my own television show. Like, <laughs> yes. Mums group chat. It's going to be brilliant. Because right. that's how you two met, isn't it? You met through a mums group. Was it NCT? Yeah, yeah. yeah. NCT. Now, for the international listeners, NCT is, ladies... National Childbirth Trust. That's right. Correct. So you met at the NCT, or as my friend Nadine, who I met at NCT, calls it the lie factory. Uh, <laughs> and the and most actually, expensive way to buy your, buy your way to some decent friends. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Basically, it's just a dating agency for middle-class women, basically. Is, who is have what it something is. filling their uterus. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, who are about to cough it out. So the point is, when you two met each other, did you, did you like each other? Looking around the room, if you'd have said to me that Joe and I would have ended up being 
really best friends and mm. I'm her littlest's godmother and Joe is my littlest I'll godmother. I'll start on the cry. That's really nice. <laughs> I was going to um, say, what, are you racist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like brunettes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand brunettes. Um, no, I probably would have said, no, I'm actually, I'm probably more likely to be friends with that girl or, or that girl. Um, and it didn't happen right away. No. Um, but we have ended up living really, really close to each other and our children are good friends and as I said, you know, we're, we're godparents to each other's kids and Joe's like my wife. Mm. Um, she's yeah, don't cry. She's awesome, <laughs> and uh, and I could re- it genuinely must be so nice to have a wife that you really love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> genuinely couldn't. What, what is it like to have friends like that? Yeah, <laughs> she's she's bloody awesome. Just respect each other. Yeah, but I also appreciate that we were quite lucky because I have heard about friends who had NCT groups and they've just been awful to each yeah. other and mm. ended up you know kind of leaving because somebody has done or said something that's just really not for, not on. NCT has a sort of reputation for being a bit hand waving, a bit. Ooh, Ooh, and not really very medical sciencey or anything. So in our group, there's me, a science teacher, another science teacher who I happen to work with, another science teacher who's the husband of somebody else that I worked with, my husband who at the time was a trainee doctor, Sarah who's a physio. And this poor woman had a workout, but fortunately she's like, well, you sound like a big bunch of smarty pants. Really she's are. like, really I'm going to go and be a midwife next year. It's like, oh, we got the science NCT person. Mm-hmm. So it must have been the most sciencey NCT weekend. Oh. Ever. But was there like one home birth person? You were like, you're signing your own death warrant. No, 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 no home birth. Oh, no, we're wow. not. Very much. pretty normal hospital. Not normal. We're not normal. No, not normal. No. Uh, not, not normal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember being. I don't want a catheter, therefore I don't want an epidural. But I wouldn't write it off. I said the same. Nothing goes up that high. <laughs> I loved that. having a catheter. What? Just get a day in bed. So I had a cesarean like three months ago, and I had my first ever catheter, and it was brilliant. Yeah, you just have to go to get out of bed to go for a pee. <laughs> can't feel it when it's in oh, there. Oh, see, no. I just like no. you put like a McDonald's straw up the front. No, it just says no. that. I had catheter both times. Really? Yeah. I didn't even feel that. I was no. And yeah, yeah, most of the time they're putting it in. You, you, oh, you, you're, you're very numb. Because the reason why they're putting it in is yeah. you've got no sensation to be able to know oh, when you need a wee. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's not I, like anal sex at all. No. <laughs> wrong hole. Yeah, right. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but I didn't actually let them take it out. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Ah, time <laughs> yeah. when you're recovering from your first major hangover after having Joe, you'll be really grateful for that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What was yours like, Helen? Was it? <clears throat> we had we had a really good group, but um, yeah, I've I've got a couple of really good friends from it, and some I don't really want to see again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope they're listening now. Trying <laughs> to work out: is it me? Is it me? Oh, but then, you look, can't that... work out who it is. It is you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They were, they were really sweet um, but it was the second group there was a second group which I did in London in Dulwich and there were ladies with nannies and very big houses and then I hosted a meeting at my house right and the Dulwich mum came in and said oh you know what? I'd, I'd love a small lounge room like this because you know it'd be so much easier to clean you know mine's just so big and all that stuff like, oh get the fuck out of my house <laughs> so here's my idea let's cut let's cut out the middleman there should be like a Tinder or a Grinder service for mums. There is. Is there? There is a. There are now starting to come up mums dating websites. Really? Because so we're both on the SW19 Mums Facebook page, and somebody on there has started it up her own business, so you can find like-minded mums. But the one I'd seen advertised, it was like so that you've got a similar social background, and blah. And I think the joy of something like that is that you meet people you wouldn't otherwise meet. Mm. But I'm imagining like an actual app where you can like swipe left or right <laughs> and you can put like you know interested in you know home birth 
uh, going to the pub and uh, you know not having enough nappies or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and, just, and just swipe. I think that'd be all right. So Helen, I hear you've got some tips for breaking the ice at a mum's group. I Is have, right? I have. Now, throughout recording mini mini podcasts, I've, I've come up with a few excellent games in my time, Ellie. You have. I have a few, a few, a few. <laughs> Just a Out few. of 40 odd episodes, you've come up with a few excellent games. Excellent, excellent games. So, one of my favourite was Hands or Tits. <laughs> oh, I did like that one. I did like Hands or Tits. I can't remember how you play it now. Okay, so you close your eyes, everybody. Close your eyes. And Kess is if I'm tapping my hands or tapping my tits. Ready? Close your eyes, close your eyes. One of us was hands, and which one of us was tits? Oh, they were both hands. No, oh, incorrect. I saw Ellie's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the first time. Oh my god! This As my mother said the other day, my goodness, they're like clothes pegs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am breastfeeding for the second time. Thank you, mum. Anyone needs a car starting? I'll be here. Um, <laughs> the other one I've got is called annual sex. Okay, and which you have to confess. Or, yeah, I was going to say, first the last time you had sex, but maybe that's just a bit too much information, is it? Oh, well, it's as not like I... you to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Anyway, there's, there's just, some, just some suggestions for the NCT and other other antenatal providers are available. <laughs> and and NHS. Are they? Are they? NHS. National Childbirth Thorn, where you yeah. just go along and slap your tits for a few hours with right. other women. That's Everyone right. comes out good friends. That's Very right. Very nice. <laughs> Well, that's enough mum's group chat, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Let's move on to, oh, cervical cancer awareness. <laughs> yes. That's a very smooth uh-huh. segue. Uh-huh. There's no smooth way of getting into There's that, There's right? no smooth jolly way, is there? No. Let's face it. So, Sarah, why are we talking about cervical cancer awareness? Because at the grand old age of 35, next Friday, I'm having a hysterectomy. Oh! That's Ouch. why Posh her legs. friend Joe has made her a chocolate... Uterus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you obviously... I don't know how to describe this. It's, it's a Thornton's chocolate heart, and it says bye-bye at the top in yeah. icing. And then, Joe, you've 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 um, drawn in white chocolate the, the uterus there. That's yeah. very nice. And the, the touch I really like is <laughs> you've used a couple of pale pink mini eggs for the ovaries. I suppose yeah. if we're going to be really surgically correct, they're, they're staying. Those bad boys are just going to float around in there. Yeah. Oh, so the ovaries stay? For my particular procedure, yes. So I won't have early menopause. Right. Oh, so you're not doing the HRT? No, I don't have to do the HRT. Oh, Few. wow. Unless, when he's in there, um, he sees something wrong with them, in which case he said he might take them out. But the plan is to leave those babies. Yeah. So the hormones still keep getting released and I don't turn into uh, some... Mary Berry. Loony. No, you, yeah. don't, you don't grow a beard and want to kill everybody. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds... Being able to punch people in the face, and yeah. Say, oh, well, it's because I have my ovaries out, yeah. But the fact that they're floating around in there is kind just of weird, yeah. Now, I'm so literally floating around, yeah. Just, they're not attached to anything. Now, there's a diaphragm in the way, so they're never going to get any higher than than your rib cage, but they, yeah, they're it's just not like a little game of Pac Man in your lower intestines, yeah. yeah. But they're not going <laughs> to pop out in the middle of Christmas lunch. <laughs> really so out of the throat. No, yeah. really, I really hope not. Oh, so wow. why, why yeah. are you having a hysterectomy? So, um, oh, here's the long and pathetic story. In 2008, I went for my um, just my routine 
cervical um, screening. I hate the word smear. That's rank. Smear. We say a lot worse words on this podcast. (laughs) Well, I know, but smear. Um, And a couple of days later, I had a phone call from the GP, which you don't often get saying, oh, there was an abnormal um, cell found on your smear. (laughs) And I was ended up a couple of days after that at the the colposcopy clinic at my local hospital, which weirdly... About three years prior to that, I'd been um, in a charity fashion show to, at the hospital because I was working there to raise money for this colposcope. And little did I know, a few years later, that would be looking firmly up my fanny. <laughs> um, so I end up at the colposcope clinic and they take some biopsies and stuff. And I had um, very the, the worst kind of abnormal cells that you can find. And I had this procedure then where they basically take out a massive chunk of your cervix. Um, anyway cut to December and I go back for my I was having screenings every six months and I go back for my six month screening and the sister phones me up and um, I'm reaching for my diary because she's phoned before and said oh the sample's been taken and it couldn't be processed because they didn't put your name on right or whatever I'm reaching my diary that's to, reassuring yeah, no, exactly. that's always nice I'm reaching for my diary to book in just to have it redone because that's happened before and she said oh look these abnormal cells are back and uh, you need to come in and speak to your consultant, who is amazing. He's actually the man who did Joe's C-section as well. Um, and he's wonderful. And uh, it was a bit of a shock. And as a healthcare professional for many, many years, I'm very good at reading doctor's writing, particularly upside down. And I could see he's flicking through his notes and I could see upside down um, off a hysterectomy. And I just burst into tears and I was like, oh, my God. And then love him. My lovely consultant just said, you're not going to have any more kids, are you? Because we'd already had this conversation. And I was like, no. And he goes, well, you kind of don't need it then. We're going to take it out. Wow. Um, because brilliant. He is so matter of fact. It just makes you feel like that. That's a good surgeon, so though, calm. if it's very... Yeah, yeah. he's really yeah. good. So basically, they're going to... So he's going to take out my cervix, which is where the, the, the um, root of the problem is. Um, and it's that standard procedure. So if you've had these abnormal cells and they come back... Um, then they take it out and they take out what's attached to the cervix and I guess just in case those cells have have spread and then that goes off to the pathology lab and hopefully it's still contained in the cervix and I I just get monitored and I don't need any more treatment but still Mm. um, I consider myself very lucky because it was all caught in the screening process and I consider, consider myself very lucky because I don't have cancer and I've had my babies and I wasn't planning on having any more babies Mm. but still it's you know it's a big abdominal surgery it's a big Mm. deal yeah Um, do you feel emotional about it do do you feel any sense of i mean i have had little moments when i've had little wobbles and people saying how are you feeling how are you feeling fine 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 you know i've treated women who have had these surgeries and i know how brilliant they are and how quickly they recover but um you know that that womb let's get deep it's it was where my babies grew and brought me together with some amazing people you know me and the other nct girls um we do have an awesome bunch of friends and we were brought together by virtue of us having full uteruses and now that's going Mm. um but uh, it has to be done because chances are i would go i would go on to develop cervical cancer which of course want to avoid and while he's in there he's going to sort out my prolapse Oh, oh, very nice. Yeah. I'm going to have a designer vagina by the end of it all. Very nice. Um, and I also did a very rough calculation and I figured out that I will save approximately £1,000 on feminine hygiene products. So you're not, going to, oh. you're not going to menstruate? Oh, well, I have, there'll be nothing from which to menstruate. What? Okay. I, okay. So, which, so... You, oh, you God. Oh, God. You're like, what do you, 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 you,
Yeah, so, so you still have your vagina. Yes, and then it, they'll, it'll just They're be like... They're not going to sew it up. Okay. That's Ima- not how you know, cancer you know works. Femidom? Femidom? No. Can you picture this? To Sock. be fair, that might be, a, that might be like... An, they, you might not have had Femidom in Australia. Femidom oh. was a, the female condom. that they right. Ziploc bag. Yeah. yeah, okay. In this shape. Yes, yes. There's the opening. Yeah. And then at the end there's a... So that, my vagina will just look like that. Right, okay. Can Keep still on. do... We can That's still right. do sexy time. Right. You but just... the stork can't come anymore. But the... Right, yeah. all right. Your husband can come, but not... <laughs> Great! Great, look! So that, that's next week, and then do you, you? How long does it take to sort of heal and get? Well, the, everything I've read says six weeks. Mm. Six weeks seems like a really long time, um, and I, it's going to be a case of kind of see what happens. I think mm. I can't see myself sitting on my bum watching Jeremy Carl for more than fourteen days, right? Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's we've we've got everything sorted, and for people who've said to me, "How are you feeling?" I'm really in control of the stuff that I can have control of and everything else is in the hands of, of the lovely Nick Wales and I have no doubt that despite my surgery falling on Friday the 13th, duh, 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 um, I'm sure it will all be fine. And I'm really lucky because I have worked in hospitals for a long time. Mm. So I know how things run. I know how to speak to surgeons and doctors and nurses and get what I want from them. And uh, I feel very empowered about mm. the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the drugs. Yeah. Oh, nice. Are you getting liquid morphine? Oh, get God, morphine? I would love to wake up with my own oh. patient-controlled analgesia. That would be lovely. You well, know. I have left instructions with a couple of my friends, Joe included, because I used to work on the intensive care unit at Chelsea and Westminster. So if I do end up there, unlikely, but if I do, there's a list of people who I don't want to touch me. And somebody needs to shave my armpits every other day because there is nothing worse than going and treating a patient no. intensive care unit with big old hairy pits. I tell you what, <laughs> Helen and I, we're very grateful to you for coming on the podcast. We're going to go one better. We'll pop in, give you a vajazzle. <laughs> Just to I cheer it up after oh, what it's been that's through. That's like a little smiley face on it. That would be Turn that nice. frown upside yeah, down. That would be amazing. You can write your name in it so there's no confusion. That's right. There's any further surgeries. Um, I, and do you know what I'll do? I won't shave your armpits. I'll near them. Because I like... <laughs> I like a depilation cream I do I do it's very quick well any yeah. form of you know body I hair can, pampering oh. is most welcome on an intensive care unit. absolutely a wax is booked yep um, because although I'm sure my consultant would actually give a monkeys um, personally I like to feel like I know everyone's aware that I've made an effort. Oh, right. So you've got a very well-presented fanny for the surgery. Right now? No, not so much. <laughs> yeah. But by Friday the 13th, everything will be... Ground force. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Neat hedges. Roll yeah. in the... Oh, wow. Come on, perhaps. Tommy. <laughs> Get out there and out. Yeah, I, I know. But have you seen... What's that programme, that sitcom that you told me to watch with Sharon Horgan? Oh, Catastrophe. Catastrophe. Hilarious. Brilliant. So, the first episode of Catastrophe, this new sitcom, with, is basically what happened to me. And I don't know if this is what happened to you. I, I, the GP rang me up and said, 
you've got to come to the surgery, we found some abnormal cells, your smear test was not routine, you've got to come in. And so you go in, and this is exactly how it is in catastrophe as well. They sit you down, they say, you haven't got cancer, <laughs> but you've got precancerous cells. Yeah, which might as well be the same thing, right? Well, exactly. And this whole episode is Sharon Morgan going, oh. but they did use the word cancer. <laughs> and the bloke's like, but it's precancer. And she's like, it's cancer, though. Oh, yeah. He did say cancer. And that's exactly how I felt. Like, I felt yeah. really upset by mm. it. And even though I, I knew it was just like I had a colonoscopy, I had a, they stuck a laser up there. It was very exciting. I like to think of it as a kind of lightsaber for twats. And, um, so it was all fine. Did you have yeah. that done under local anaesthetic? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. They they did like a needle, and then I remember what was really weird. Is I remember lying back, and they're like did redding go, the laser. I'm coming towards your family. Yeah. It's like, you know the bit where Princess Leia and the needle. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. And um, yeah, I remember lying down, and there's like a there was like a painting on the ceiling. Someone had nailed a painting of like a field. To the ceiling. I was like, it calms just, me down. Yeah, this oh. is not really taking. That's what I need right now. Constable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, for like for, for but for a few weeks, I sort of went round, sort of thinking I might have cancer. Though. I might. Have, I'm kind yeah. of feeling like I had cancer. Couldn't wait to like get it that? out of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. yeah. It just gives you. It just gives you the tingles, doesn't yeah. it? You just think, oh god, this is. It stops you in your tracks, yeah. doesn't it? Mm. And I felt guilty for being upset about it because I felt like, but it's not real cancer. Um, like if I'm upset in front of people, they're going to think I'm just like fishing for sympathy and mm. there's nothing wrong with me. Like, do you do you have that, or am I just mental? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I have that, but I don't think you're mental. Um, not about this, anyway. <laughs> um, I think, um, but then, I think it's difficult for me because because um, I've worked in healthcare and um, I'm very, very pragmatic about these things. And it's very much, right, well, this is the diagnosis. This has to be done. I'm just going to go for it. And um, I did tell people, and I do tell people, I've got these abnormal cells and it's very likely it would go on to be cancer so um but i don't i don't think you should have any guilt about that and yes Mm. people should feel a little bit sorry for you because do you know what it's piss poor luck that that Mm. it's happened um you know i've 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 looked at this the statistics and and why it happens to to certain women and not others and actually most people are walk or lots of people are walking around with this hpv virus which is the virus that is sexually transmitted but not because you're promiscuous or Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But it is. It's HPV, which four out of five uh, humans are are harboring at any one time. And most well, people... Well, I've slept with four out of five humans, so... <laughs> I, got it from. I don't know how much I'm allowed to admit to because I'm not quite sure who's going to be listening to this. But Well, it's on the internet. Just to say <laughs> but yeah, four out of five human beings have HPV at any one time in their life. That's boys and girls, men and women. Um, but most people just fight it off and just clear it like any other virus. But you and I, mm. who are the, the minority, which actually I think makes us really special. Special, a little mm-hmm. bit special. Yeah. Well, all right, all yeah. right. Very um, special. We've got different vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> we don't fight it off just like any other virus, like a cold virus. And it starts to mutate those cells that are, that are changing in the cervix. So yeah. we then, we end up having these, like you say, these kind of hot wires chunking out great big bits of our lady bits. That's it. Or laser twat. <laughs> it's, like, it's a bit I like laser a, quest, yeah. I imagine. But, you With know. Oh, I think it's yeah. yeah, it's the new Minecraft. <laughs> I had a general anaesthetic, though, for mine. I was, Did you? You yeah. were out, out for the count. Oh, yeah. but you, you, you've got insider knowledge. You're like, no, don't give me that. Give me the good stuff. Yeah. Put it in the vein. Come on. <laughs> they were not yeah. coming near me. Yeah. <laughs> but it did teach me a lesson because I had, it was in my, it was in my late 20s or but I had left it a bit late. I think I'd left it maybe six months to a year mm. late to have a smear before I should, and it really like instilled in me the lesson of don't dick don't, about, yeah, like just yeah. make the appointment. And a friend of mine um, was on, she's only 23, I think, and she was on Facebook about six months ago going, oh, should, should I really book a smear? And I just don't really want one and it's really uncomfortable. And like me and everybody else over 35 was like, book it now, book it now, stop, stop, book it now, I'll book it for you, I'll take you there myself. <laughs> Um, and is that the message you're trying to instill? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I did read somewhere this idea that um, um, cervical screening should be done in some lovely kind of spa facility where you go and have perhaps a wax and a vajazzle. And while they're there, they insert a speculum and do a little brushing. And then you go and have a glass of wine. I think it's very... Yeah. Well, what, what? With free childcare. With, yeah, well, yeah that would exactly. be good. With that free childcare. Be good. Because I think that's a lot of people's... Not excuse, because it's not an excuse. If you've got kids to look after, you've got kids to look after. Here's an idea. Build a little smear facility in the middle of Gambardo's. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie. Genius. So, those of you who have not heard of Gambardo's, it's a soft play centre here in London. There's one in Beckenham, there's one in Chelsea that's slightly more shishy. And uh, yeah, you could have, like, you could have... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What I did when I was in my 20s is me and my friends would do it together. That we'd book... Uh, back-to-back appointments so we'd all go in like a hen party yeah like that <laughs> well, I felt so sorry for the doctor because they said so what are you in for I'm like a pap smear and then the next girl would be like a pap smear and so she had to just do a whole lot of pap smears in a row which you know it's her job but um that's quite a good thing because it's a sort of a group group activity really and then you could all go out and reward yourselves yes they should do that what's that or even have a glass of wine beforehand yes yeah there's no there's nothing says you can't it's not like driving no there's no such thing as drunk smearing God, that's, that's how things get up there in the first place is a few Absolutely. glasses of wine. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, after these after the podcast is over, come on guys, I've got a corkscrew back there. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of old lolly sticks. Right. Let's go for it. That's right. Do you know you can buy a, a 
view your own cervix kit. Oh, what? Why? Why? Yeah. why? I've no idea why. Um, <laughs> and it comes with with your own speculum and mirror and a and a torchlight, so you can actually oh, view your own cervix. Oh. You've got nothing else to do. Get Netflix. Amazon <laughs> <laughs> Prime right is free. Marvelous. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Really oh. good. So, have you got any advice for anyone who is going through a strict mirror has been told they're going to have one, or what? What have you sort of learnt through the the process? I mean, like I said, I've been really lucky because I don't need this bit of anatomy anymore. Um, And I think it would be very different if I was sitting here um, having actually in my life planned another to to use it again. Mm. I think that would be really different. So I'm not sure I've got any advice for anybody who's in that situation. Um, But you do have to look after yourself. But I do remember when I first got diagnosed with abnormal cells, um, my husband and I literally just got engaged like that Mm. weekend. And he and we we'd always talked about you know having a family, and um, they had said if you had this procedure, um, there was a, a slight it's like a double the, the the chance of having a miscarriage. So you, there's something like a seven percent chance of miscarriage if you're pregnant and you've had no fiddling around with your cervix, and if you have had fiddling around with your cervix, um, it's like a fourteen percent chance of miscarriage. And I remember having a conversation with my husband saying perhaps we ought to leave the surgery make the babies, do the babies, and then have the surgery afterwards. And then we just went, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, like you say, these are precancerous cells and there was a good chance they were going to turn into something else and it just needed to be done and we got around doing it. And thank goodness everything's worked out okay. And I can be very pragmatic about it. But um, I suppose my advice to anybody who's been diagnosed with abnormal cells or is going through anything like this is you, I, you do have to look after yourself because there are people, partners, other family members, friends who would rather have you around than mm. um than you sacrifice yourself if you like for for having children but it's very easy for me to say that because i've got two amazing kids mm. i remember yeah that was a big because when i was diagnosed with the the precancerous cells i hadn't had any kids mm. so it was it was all quite scary yeah like you're saying mm. I, th- I remember um like going to the gym my mum took me to the gp to have this sort of meeting and i'd given up smoking i think like six months earlier or something and she drove me home and I was saying you know mum I just I can't believe it it would just be so ironic if you know after having smoked for 10 years I give up smoking and then I get cancer Mm -hmm. and she just went well you should have smoked them with your gob like everybody else (laughs) (laughs) and I just laughed and it was suddenly all right it was all right so I think I guess that would be my suggestion. Mums, Try and have a laugh about it if it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Mums do have this knack, don't they, of yeah. kind of just putting it all into perspective. So are you going to give yourself a present? Like Several. Jo's already given me a bag of goodies, which is sitting in her car, yet to be opened. Oh. So my friends are, you know, rallying around. Um, and then, yeah, I guess whatever I fancy, really. You know, looking cancer in the face and the fear of and saying up yours. Mm. And I'm going to buy myself a nice pair of shoes, a yeah. handbag. Um, yeah, because life is very short. Let's treat ourselves with wine. And how's your how's your husband? What's his sort of attitude been selfing? Um, he, I think he just he's worried about me. We were both lying awake the other night, and he was like, "Are you worried about the surgery?" I went, "I wasn't. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now." <laughs> Um, so he, I know it's on his mind, um, and it's obviously on mine. But we'll just uh, like we just go through it together and and deal with every day at a time. I suppose we have to focus on our kids, making sure the children are looked after and that they're not worried. But um, 
I'm sure it will all be fine. Sarah got in contact with us a couple of months ago to talk about to talk about this, and she also let us know about this fabulous charity called Joe's Trust. Joe's Trust did this campaign called Smear for Smear, and it got women to take selfies of them smearing lipstick on their face to raise awareness of going to have a smear, and it was yeah. a very successful campaign. Yeah, I mean they they're doing an amazing job, and and they're a, um, like say a cervical cancer. Um, charity but they also work with women who've had cervical and women and their partners who've had cervical abnormalities like Ellie and I Mm. because um, yes we haven't been diagnosed with cancer but it still like you say raises all those kind of concerns Mm. Um, and they provide um, a a phone hotline and an email ask the expert Um, and I spoke to this lovely lovely lady called Maddie um, a couple of weeks ago who kind of filled me in with all sorts of um, bits of information and they're brilliant so they do they do fundraising and they do raising awareness Um, I think the the message is when you're invited for your smear don't delay book it go for it and then yes come away and treat yourself to something pretty Um, because cervical cancer is one of a few completely preventable cancers Mm. um if the um screening process works properly Mm -hmm. um then it's completely preventable if anybody listening has had abnormalities or a diagnosis of cervical cancer then they can contact um joe's trust and they're amazing because there's no there's no signs or anything is there for cervical cancer or is there anything that there are signs for cervical cancer yeah um but not for the abnormalities but um, so any abnormal bleeding, so any yeah. bleeding in between periods, if it's not expected, a pain, um, I think pain during sex as well. Um, not just in your heart. Not just in your heart. <laughs> or because your husband is crushing your chest. Um, <laughs> or anywhere else because you're doing it on the carpet. The carpet burns on your knees. Um, what else? Back, low back pain. Anything down below that doesn't feel quite right? Take yourself off again. To, take your yourself. <laughs> take yourself off to your GP. Um, oh, one of the things I did want to just discuss was when I spoke to Maddie at Joe's Trust, who was amazing. Um, I was talking about what what advice do you give women who phone up and say I'm worried about going for my smear or I've been and I've had a bad experience. And then um, we got talking about practice nurses in GPs and how often they do them. And she said they're actually working with practice nurses on kind of competency and stuff, but they do them a lot. So they should be pretty, they should know where they're going and what they're doing. Um, And she, one of the things she was saying, if you're nervous, it's really important that you say, I'm worried about this and I've had a bad experience that, excuse me, there are different size specular speculums they can use because all women are not the same shape and size. Mm -hmm. So they might be trying to get in a speculum that really is too big it's like getting your size eight feet into a size four pair of shoes i did not know that mm-hmm. so you, you can Sarah. request a smaller speculum um <laughs> you can you can definitely let the practice nurse know that you're nervous she said you can ask your gp to do it but your gp may or may not be more experienced and she said if you're really not happy about going to the gp then one of the things that they um sometimes recommend is that you go to like a, a sexual health clinic where the staff there are really used to doing lots of looking oh, up yeah. ladies for JJs. That's it, that's it. Um, and asked to do the screening yeah. there. Mm. And then perhaps there'll be um, mm. a little bit more... Particularly if your practice nurse perhaps hasn't done a smear for a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, how likely that is. Mm. Um, um, but there are... Uh, if you're worried and you've had a bad experience, there's lots of things you can do to make your next experience um, 
more pleasant. Well, pleasant's not the word, is it? Because it's not going to be pleasant ever. It's never going to no, be. But I, I don't like. So, so they say, oh, you know, take your clothes off from the, um, you know, bod, you know, tummy down. Do you leave your socks on? Yeah. <laughs> socks on or off? I leave the socks on. Yeah. I, I leave always on. leave my socks oh, on. I had my socks on when I gave birth. Oh, oh, nice. yeah. Because it was one. all so quick at the end. Okay. I had my socks on when I conceived. <laughs> um, well, I had I had my coil done a couple of months ago, and she got the speculum, and she went, "Oh, I think I caught something!" And she literally caught a flap somewhere inside the uterus. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like what, like a like a trap door. Like yeah, a, like a little oh, I, gone around the wrong corner there. Because I don't know if you've put your finger hand. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> On. We're very relaxed on this podcast after seven Chardonnays, but it's all bumpy. It's not just like a smooth shaft. There's all like muscular bits in there, isn't there? Uh, yeah. It's like Wookie Hole. <laughs> yeah, there's there's lots of lots of little nooks and crannies. Yeah, Christ, your sense is like the Grand Canyon. Let's <laughs> carry on. Oh, okay. Well, I think we've done a lot of fanny. We've chat. revealed a lot. I feel yeah. like. Okay. So I'm I'm just trying to get rid of my stockpile of feminine hygiene products. So I made you each. A nice little headband. <gasps> <laughs> oh, oh! Wow. If I can begin, it's it's like an Alice band with a beautiful bow made out of a sanitary <laughs> towel. That is exquisite. Oh, you, you could wear this out, get caught short. It's a panty liner Alice band. I love yeah. it. I feel like Anna and Elsa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful! Oh, I'm. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This is the most beautiful gift. Oh, that's lovely. Okay, so um, we all know and love handbag surprise. (laughs) You've got a new game for us. I've got a new game for us called Behind the Sofa Gopher. (laughs) Helen and I are going to produce some things from underneath our sofas. Yes, and we want you to guess. Whose shit is whose? Yes, that's right. Whose shit is whose? Now, what have we got here, ladies? Please oh describe God. for I the listener. I'm number one. This one. Oh, my goodness. Is there anything in it? A Happy Meal box with an em- empty that's bag right. of Pombears. It's a Happy Meal box containing oh. an empty packet of Pombear what, what? crisps. But I want, I want to put the detail. Is that on the side of the inside of the thing, it's actually... The lid of a barbecue oh, dip. Nice, oh, nice, oh, nice. Still, now, so, oh, look, it's it's the aroma of barbecue. That really oh, does it. Oh, yes, that's the day. That must take you home. That is yeah, fresh. it does. It really is. It's like summertime in Australia. What kind of person would have given their child a Happy Meal <laughs> and Pombear crisps in the same day? This is a parent with a toddler who yes. also perhaps doesn't have very much time to make their toddler tea. Yes. And who always goes to McDonald's. Yes, it's me. (laughs) Hooray. Now, what about these? We've got four items here. We've got... um, what this is nice. This is a toe separator for manicures, <laughs> but chewed. one end has been chewed. Yeah. Do you possibly have a by an animal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no clues. Slightly dorky. We've got a, whist- a whistle in the shape of a football. Maybe that belongs to Steve Hill. Maybe it does. He, he did like my football pen I gave him at Christmas true. time. An empty packet of tree bore soft mints and uh, baby bell. I thought it was a used condom. It's actually a mini baby bell skin. Of these four <laughs> items, ladies, which belongs to whom? That I think that's I a bit, bit pink and hearty yeah. to be 
the nail separator. You think that's likely to be an item? Correct. That is that is my my five. She got given this for her six year old birthday. Wow, a toe separator, which my three year old chewed and then put behind the couch. Quite a good teaser. Yeah, it is. It's It's only Sophie Le Giraffe. Yes, cheap. (laughs) Also makes it quite a nice knuckle duster if you don't want to go too hard. (laughs) The soccer whistle. There's a boy involved. Uh huh. Um, Let's not be sexist, Sarah. Come on, we're a ride-on podcast. (laughs) I'm just basing it on my daughter. She would not have anything to do with this. Yeah. House of Three Boys, Eddie Gibson. Uh, No, incorrect. Three Boys, Soft Mints. Okay, that's yours. Um, (laughs) And the final one, the uh, the mini baby bell wrapper. Is this another um, part of Charlie's Tea? No, this (laughs) is, in fact, another Helen's (laughs) Force. That was behind the sofa gopher. I like that. I yeah. like that. As a new we'll game. put a bit more effort into it next yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> well, dear listeners and dear guests, we have almost come to the end, haven't we, Ellie? But what are we going to do before we finish? The same thing we always do, Helen. <laughs> it's time for Scummy Mummy Confessions. Correct, correct. Do you want to go first, H? All right, all right. Um, so I want to talk about an incident that happened to me the other day. I was at Peckham Rye Park in South London and me, my two kids, all needed to go to the loo. We rushed in, we all had a wee and then rushed out again. And then there was all these lot of well-dressed mums and they are all giving me a bit of a look. And I thought, oh, you know, fuck off. And then I turned... <laughs> and then I turned around and my son ran his pants and his underpants around his ankles and just his willy hanging out, forgotten to pull his trousers up after he'd done a wee. No wonder they were looking at me strangely. Sorry, Peck and Rye Park. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That that's was a, good. That's... So my scummy worrying confession is, uh, uh, I've just got back from Centre Park, so that's not the confession. And I thought I'd packed enough nappies for Centre Parks for Charlie until it got to the last night when Pete went, where's the nappies? Um, so I ended up fashioning for my three and a half year old son a nappy out of nappies that belonged to my newborn son. <laughs> <laughs> so I got two times one nappies and just sort of strapped them round him like a sort of loincloth. <laughs> Just to make one big nappy. Did it work? Yeah. And it worked. Oh, so, very good, yeah. Ellie. I'm the Bear grills of nappies, <laughs> basically, it. is what I'm saying. Pampers would be proud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I am not. So that's my confession. Uh, Joe, do you, what's your confession? An- another toilet-related confession. Who, who, who knew? That in the space of half an hour this morning, we had both a, a poo incident mm-hmm. on the sofa. Josh, after breakfast, taking his pyjamas off, covered in shreddies. I was just unloading the dishwasher and Jemima in her. Mummy, I think Josh has done a poo. I think I think he has done a poo. I have checked his nappy. <laughs> poo. I was like, you'll be fine for a minute. Just be fine for a minute. As he clambered onto the sofa and it all squidged out oh, all wow. over the sofa. Oh, are, we, are we talking leather or fabric? Fabric. Oh. oh. So I whisked him upstairs, took him in the shower. I was going for a shower anyway, so we had a shower together. Dried him off, blah, blah, blah. Put him down on the ground. The first thing he did, having been in the shower for half an hour, he ran into his sister's room, weed on a rug. Oh, and such dark Joshua. yellow wee that Jemima Joshua. said, Mummy, I think it's poo. I think it's poo. It's oh. But it wasn't. It was just wee. So my husband came home to one cushion seat to cover on the uh, drying line and the sheets and rug, and his first thing is, what has happened? <laughs> yes, it has been... A shitty day. Mm. This afternoon, Joe and I went to our local park and we met there after nursery. And um, um, Emma and Jemima were playing nicely together. And Emma comes running over. Mummy, 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 I'm doing a poo. (laughs) 
And I had to literally lift up her dress because she was wearing her pirate dress because it was her nursery's book day. Pull down her leggings, squat her on the um, the on the grass, and she did a massive log on. <laughs> As we like to say on... in Australia, she backed out a bum cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Two, Two well, one cigars. and a half bum cigars, and then a little wee yeah. like Groucho Marx. It she was stuck there. <laughs> Seriously, this kid has been potty trained for a long time. And I was just, I was looking at Joe as if to say, this is like a fucking message from the gods. You, this is your confession right here. What's <laughs> coming, mummy? Um, yes, I have never had to clean my kids' shit off a grass verge before. That was pretty crap. Well, I think that's a beautiful note to it end is, on. It is. It is. It's a picturesque, yes, yes. picturesque ending to this uh, mum's group vagina cough episode. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And if you have enjoyed the episode, if you'd like to see us live, we are uh, we're going to be appearing at the Election Night Cabaret at the Ivy House on the seventh of May. My dad's going to be emceeing, mm. so anything could happen. That's right. <laughs> so if you've liked the podcast, do subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Scummy Mummies. We're at Facebook, Scummy Mummies Podcast, and do get in touch with Scummy Mummies Podcast at gmail.com. Joe, Sarah, you've been wonderful guests. Thank you so much. Thank you for our presence. Oh, I still can't get over. I know. Yeah, this has been you. one of the loveliest, loveliest nights. Nobody's ever made me a hairband with sanitary towels and before. Please God, nobody ever will again. Uh, so, um, yeah, and if people want to find out more about Joe's Trust, joestrust.org.uk. That's that right? right. Yeah. yeah. And basically, have your smear. Is that the message? That's right. I think that's the take-home message, is yeah. do have your smear. That's I'm going to have four tomorrow. Just <laughs> you to are on a side. Yeah. Well, that's enough from us. I've been Helen Thorne. She's been Ellie Gibson. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. I didn't do my hysterectomy song, which is, you know. Oh, go on. I was going to, well, I was going to say, your history, hysterectomy, <laughs> oh, good to me, hysterectomy, your All history. Right. Yeah, and I see now why you didn't nah, do it. No, 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 no. I nah. promise you, Helen Thorne, <laughs> yes. as I'm being put under my general anaesthetic, uh-huh. I will sing that. <laughs> oh, your history, hysterectomy, <laughs> and my lovely no good to me. <laughs> Bloody love it. <laughs> Shakespeare's <laughs> second most popular hit. That's that's the uh, level of cultural reach. I call Joe's Trust and then I could do like a viral YouTube Joe's thing. Joe's Trust. be there holding music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be Joe's- nice. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.